0: I'm Derek Joyce, and I'm here with Paul Amwerda. And this is I'm Not the Expert, but this is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy, and join us. Okay, here we are, part two extreme weather. Uh, sorry. <laughs> That's extreme, something you filthy maggot. In part one, we ended in Ram, which we decided was, which is in India, and we decided was categorically the wettest place on the planet. After a bit of a debate about how much rainfall and over how many months and how many days, and then we discovered that Ram has a rainfall season that once lasted two years.
1: We Think we have a bad here.
0: yeah. <laughs> Jesus, just depressing.
1: Speaking of which, I got absolutely drowned on Tuesday, was it? Tuesday, I really well,
0: it's been really up and down. Yeah. La- the last time we were here, just for a second before yeah. y- you come in, the last time we were here, it was gorgeous out, and it was yeah. gorgeous out subsequently for days
1: two or three days and then, then it absolutely lashed i got caught out in the absolutely lashed day uh, <laughs> drenched up
0: probably totally unprepared because yeah. it's been so nice beforehand Yep. yeah
1: completely unprepared i got drowned on the way to a meeting but uh yeah
0: Okay. I mean, right. which I left
1: my bag behind and my you notebook know, for this and everything, but I have redone my notes. Yeah. These are
0: reliable. These are reliable, sort. Anyways, <laughs> where we left off last time was saying that the people of Moss and Ram spend months preparing for the wet season. They repair their houses, they repair their roofs, they hoard firewood, store wood, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And in the dry season which is their winter months which is still going to be relatively mild okay so it's
1: dry in the winter
0: and wet in the well, summer. well wet. dry or dry i mean or. in the in the summer months is when you'd expect the rainy season to happen anyway
1: right
0: okay you know it's stuck on the climate right. but the women make rain covers known as nups remember i was saying that the, it's like a it's a really broad hat broader uh, than yeah, your, yeah, your summer yeah. bonnet thing yeah, yeah, and yeah. much more rigid yeah. And it's the rain, if it's going to fall vertically, which happens in most monsoon season seasons, you yeah. don't have winds and stuff like that, yeah. it's broad enough to, to keep your knees dry. Cool. So it looks like a big tortoise or turtle shell.
1: Oh, I see. Yes, I've yeah, oh, yeah. seen pictures. Yeah. that. And we see.
0: will stick up pictures we of, will. Definitely. On, on the Facebook page about this. So they make them from bamboo, plastic sheeting and broom grass okay and everything is soundproofed because the, the sound of the rain yeah if you've ever been definite, in, in yeah. a corrugated roofed place when mm-hmm. it, it lashes rain or hailstones it's deafening yeah. so it will be something worse than that yeah so yeah. they need soundproof stuff which cool. is nuts which is probably another reason why they do not in. but if you haven't listened to the first podcast go back and have a listen to that because it is full of fascinating things And it's fantastic. Dry stuff, hottest place, greatest place, place, coldest place. It's all in there. Okay. So go back, listen to that. Come back here. We'll be waiting for you. So we've gone through the women making rain covers. And that they resemble turtle shells. And after the monsoon season ends, just as my semi-final note on this, on this place.
1: You like this place, don't you?
0: Yeah, I want to go there, man. (laughs) <laughs> i really do want to check it out i think it'd be brilliant.
1: i hate the
0: rain so do i i'm not a big rain fan i'm much more a sun fan but mm. you know there's rain falling god it's raining again and then there's rain falling which is just a spectacle to, yeah no, to I
1: mean, like, have you, ever, you know have you ever watched any of those vietnam movies and stuff you know where the rains come from the jungle and it comes down in buckets? i'm
0: just thinking of the forrest gump
1: yeah, I think you that's know, where well. they're going God through well. the
0: river on patrol and yeah. he's kind of trying to deflect the water with his hands because <laughs> it's bouncing up. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's,
0: that'd be amazing to no, behold. No, no, no. That'd be fantastic. <sighs> no I was in Australia a lifetime ago and it rained so heavy that it was bouncing back up off the road over my head. <sighs> and it's just something to behold. It's no, fantastic. No, no. Just brilliant. No, pass. And it doesn't last forever, so I'm okay with it. Pass. So, anyway, it. after the monsoon season ends, there is no party in Moss and Rim. It just means it's time to repair and prepare
1: for the, for the next, next rainy
0: season. Yeah, so yeah. it's an unending yeah. cycle.
1: Yeah, last place on earth. I think I would want to live. I think I prefer Antarctica.
0: Uh, no, definitely not. Not the cold. Give me the rain, but no. keep your cold. I'm not, I'm not, not a fan
1: of there. the cold either, but no, I just I hate rain. Which is, which is, you know, pretty crappy being Irish. You know, rain's 300 days a year. Yeah, you're kind of stuck. I know, yeah. Yeah. Like, even yesterday I was down at the school gate and I just had a t-shirt on because it was like, you know, it was sunny when I left the house. It was chilly yesterday. It was nippy enough, but it wasn't too bad. It was pleasant enough. But then it started to just spit rain. and I was only spitting. Like, I I was there at a t-shirt, like, every single raindrop that hit me, like, it was ice cold, ice cold rain. I was just, just, ring the bell, get me the hell out of here. and no cold or anything. And it wasn't heavy rain, like, but it was cold rain. Right? It was literally like ice water hitting me every, you know, two, three seconds. It was horrible. It was
0: like, I'd say breath. you're the light to be around all the time. you're <laughs>
1: just a miserable. Yeah. Of shit. Yeah. No,
0: no, no. You're getting to the age where you're entitled to be. So you yeah, know, if about it. you're out
1: in rain showers. Don't get me wrong, but no, there was something about this yesterday. I think because it was so light and it was only every few seconds, it was just cold. It was cold rain. Right? It was just no, just horrible.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know about that. I don't mind right? Don't want that all the time, but don't mind. Anyway, Monson Ram. Interestingly, this is another point. This is my last point on this place. Historians say that the presence of British soldiers and missionaries in the region over decades and centuries or whatever it was might explain why some people named their children after random English wars (laughs) or historical figures with no knowledge of what they might mean. Right. Okay. <laughs> you got some examples. A local leader, Moonstar Marbaniang.
1: <laughs> Moonstar. Which,
0: fantastic man <laughs> I'm. I'm not even laughing. That's a fantastic name, Moonstar Marbaniang. He's a local leader. Um, the state's capital, Shillong. 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 S H I L L O N G. Shillong. Former nickname of that place was. Scotland of the East (laughs) and also might go some way like the British and missionaries, the Mm -hmm. British soldiers and missionaries might go some way to explain why Tartan is so popular in the region.
1: Okay, Tartan is popular.
0: Tartan is really popular apparently. That's (laughs) fantastic, isn't it? I think that's amazing. It's colonial. I think it's brilliant. It's
1: just that colonial...
0: No, I like it. I think it's a great little fact.
1: It's quite a fact, or I wouldn't say I necessarily agree with it. Yeah, well, you, know, you
0: don't have to agree with it. I'm anti-colonial
1: you know? by nature, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, who isn't? But yeah. you don't have to agree with it, it doesn't make it untrue. Yeah, but
1: it, it, it's interesting, anything. it's yeah. certainly interesting, yeah.
0: Okay, where do you want to go next?
1: Okay, so, like, you're hitting this from hottest, wettest, coldest, all that. I've kind of focused in on one specific incident of mad weather, unique weather. I know a lot of listeners will be familiar enough with the Wolfgang Peterson movie, The Perfect Storm. I... You haven't seen it. We've there,
0: already man. discussed this. Yeah. I watched 15 minutes of it and said, "No, not interested." No,
1: oh, tell you, have got to go back and watch it. It's
0: 15 it's minutes so of it is like the chapter of the book. No, oh,
1: seriously, man, you've got. To it go it doesn't
0: grab your attention. in just, this no. case,
1: you've got to go back. And I watch
0: may it. go back at some it's stage, but it is not on my list.
1: Incredible movie. No. So much so, actually, that when we I first seen it in the cinema, um, and it, it opens and it comes up Gloucester, Massachusetts. Right. And as it turned out, I was travelling to Boston two weeks later. After seeing that popping up and then watching the movie, I was like, We have to go there. I like, think we have to go and visit Gloucester. So we did. And there's a pub in it called the Crow's Nest, which is where the crew spend their last night before they go out to they set off to go fishing. And in it, Mark Wahlberg's character's mother works the bar in the pub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we went and visited, she was still working there. Like this is, the, all the characters in the movie are all based on real people. So she was still working there. Got to have a chat with her about her son who was lost on the thing and all that. But anyway, that's what we're going to get into is the, not so much the movie, but the actual storm itself, the perfect storm and why it was called the perfect storm and what was so special about it. So it happened in 1991 between October 28th and November 2nd. So. Basically what you had was you had a bog-standard hurricane called Grace down in the Caribbean around Bermuda. And it was just your average kind of category one hurricane, you know, minding its own business down That's there. That's
0: a though, isn't it?
1: Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But this, like, nobody predicted that this was going to do anything like what was about to happen. So basically it moved up the eastern seaboard of the US. Now it's about 300 kilometres off, off the coast. The thing with hurricanes is, they are anti so they rotate clockwise, uh, which naturally causes them to travel west to east. Right. So this is off the east coast of America, as far as anyone's concerned, this thing is going out to sea, it's not going to make landfall, it's not going to be an issue, yeah? Yeah. So it goes up the eastern seaboard, heading on the, you know, our, on a northeastern kind of track yeah up the east coast but getting further and further out to sea as it goes up so it's not bothering anybody on land however at the same time there was a northeastern storm brewing over new england right so that was causing a major low pressure over like you know kind of boston oh, new okay so
0: just just a storm not yeah yeah a storm a
1: storm with a storm. Name. it's you name,
0: know the way they, yeah, they name? Yeah, no, this yeah
1: yeah no just okay. you know it's it's not hurricane force, it's just a low pressure, shitty weather, and, you know, moderately high winds, whatever, you know. Yeah. You know it's a the northeastern they're, they're quite severe, bring a lot of rain and stuff, okay. but nothing, you know, catastrophic. So you had that one brewing over New England, so up around kind of Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and Hurricane Grace is hurtling towards that. Now, as I said, hurricanes rotate clockwise or so move west to east, that's just, you know, if you think of it, it In your head, it's like a wheel, so it's moving that way. Right. Yeah. What happened was because of the low pressure being created by the Northeastern storm over New England, when Hurricane Grace got up there, it started to be sucked back towards land. Right. It actually went backwards. It retrograded. Hurricanes do not do. Okay. You know, so that's, it was completely unique for that to happen. So it got sucked back towards the New England coast okay and eventually got swallowed by the northeastern storm which was like pouring nitro into an engine it just exploded right it exploded and um, like your average hurricane is about two to three hundred miles across when hurricane grays collided with the northeastern storm coming down from new england it was 1500 miles wide
0: so three times
1: yeah right three times okay. is the size of your average hurricane you are looking at 100 mile an hour winds at, at Sable Island, which uh, which is 300 kilometers southeast of Halifax, Nova Scotia, and has a population of five there. Okay. Which I'm
0: really interested. Yeah, there. I'm
1: really What well, five hardy books are living
0: on? Yeah, can you imagine had an argument with them? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Can you imagine you had an argument with five of them? <laughs> you <Yeah>, probably um, <laughs> end up losing fingers. <laughs> Reference to
1: the banshees of in there, for anyone that missed it. But anyway, yes, so at Sable Island, um, winds were measured at up to 180 kilometres an hour and waves of 80 to 90 feet. So uh, that's, as I said, that's 300 kilometres out to sea. You're thinking, well, okay, there's only five people affected by it. No. Sable Island is bang, smack in the middle of, of George's Bank in the atlantic which yeah, is one yeah, of the biggest it. fishing fishing grounds in the northern atlantic it's also where the titanic sank in around that area so yeah so you have a load of fishing so it's out there. that
0: we're that far north yeah yeah because the titanic sank in the ice field
1: i know yeah yeah it's like like Europe and are up in Halif- halifax nova scotia right and you're just okay. off there like that's but it's like it's 1500 miles wide remember so you've got canada You've got, you know, New England. It's all right in the teeth of this hurricane, you know, okay. massive suede of the coast. So anyway, yeah. So you had all the fishing boats out there and then obviously the most famous one is the Andrea Gale, which was lost. Now they reckon, I mean, obviously no one survived, so no one can tell, the, you know, exactly yeah. what happened, but they reckoned uh, just off its its last position reported and stuff that it was literally, it was heading back in after, after getting its fish quota, its haul was pretty full of fish now there had been modifications made to the boat to kind of you know get more fish on board basically yeah. and
0: make it more profitable
1: yeah so it it always rode very low in the water when it had full filtering and full fish loads probably yeah. lower than it should have so it really never stood a chance it steamed right into the middle of the hour again right now they reckon it's radio or it's It's weather antenna may have been damaged or whatever because they were a very experienced captain in Billy Tyne. So he would have known, had he had those weather reports, he would not have steamed on the line that he steamed straight into the teeth of this thing. Anyway, yeah, so all hands were lost. Uh, Six crew members, Billy Tyne was the captain, Bobby Shatford, Alfred Pierre, Dale Morphy, Michael bugsy Moore, and David Sully Sullivan. Now, six or seven days later, debris washed up on Sable Island. There was an empty fuel tank from the ship, uh, some, you know, kind of lots of nets, you know, different, you know, bits and bobs, and an empty life raft. Right. Which was very telling, okay. obviously. So, yeah, <clears throat> so its last position was 180 miles northeast of, Sa- of Sable Island. So that's 4,8500 kilometers out to sea. Now, so that was out to sea, but while it was going on out to sea, the whole coast of New England, well, I, actually, from North Carolina to Nova Scotia, so that's Mid no, East. Yeah, yeah. Of America, right up to Canada, was being absolutely pummeled by this hurricane. The actual coast, and I'm going to post a video on the Facebook later, so do check it out. Some incredible home footage of the storm that was shot, and it's, a, it's only recently been digitized, so definitely worth a look. It's absolutely spectacular. So you're talking, there was 78 mile an hour winds reported at Chatham, Massachusetts and 74 mile an hour winds at Tatter Island, Gloucester, which is where the Andrea Gale came from. Waves from 10 to 30 feet making shore. Now this is coming in on the shore, right? Waves of 10 to 30 feet from North Carolina to Nova Scotia. In Massachusetts, 25 foot waves on top of an already high tide four feet above normal. So you already had high tide at that time of year, yeah, and then you're <clears> throwing an extra twenty five feet on top of that when the sea was coming in right. in on top of the town. As I said, you'll see the video. It was absolutely like catastrophic.
0: So how an extra twenty five feet on top of that?
1: On top of the four feet high tide, you know.
0: Because so four feet higher
1: than usual.
0: Yeah, just yeah, normal
1: tide, I'm and then you have sure, twenty-five foot waves yeah,
0: coming on. I'm sure everyone's seen footage of the tsunami that hit Japan. Yeah. When that happened, like they have yeah. their their tsunami wall. Yeah. At the at the coast, hmm. the ground because of the earthquake dropped a meter. Right. So that ten meter wall was only nine stood meters. it was only nine meters. Right. So it was. It was a surge and it was destructive as fuck. But it was, it now was one meter too short. Yeah. So the water that came over it was a little over a meter, maybe, maybe a little more. But fuck, you're talking about a wave surge of 25 feet, yeah. yeah. That's huge.
1: Oh yeah, it's absolutely fascinating to watch, spectacular to watch. Like you remember the tsunami you you just mentioned there, that was more like a slow creep of water. Like, you know like an immense amount of water if you know what I mean but it wasn't spectacularly crashing into the yeah, shore yeah. it was just
0: a wasn't a wave it was basically the yeah. sea
1: just decided it was going on the land like, yeah just swallowed the land this is like spectacular wave after wave after wave just baiting the baiting the shore like lifting up houses and just pushing them to tinder you know, you'll see it on the video, as I said. Um, Pretty much
0: a tsunami. Yeah, but the tsunami just was no. Yeah, just, no, I, I get what you, you mean, know, but... was just
1: kind of floating. This was boom, 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 boom. Not any less destructive, just more spectacular yeah. to look at it. okay.
0: Know.
1: Not very spectacular if it's your house being bloody washed away, mind you. So, there was coastal flooding recorded from Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic down to the Bahamas, along the US and Canada coast, all the way down to Bermuda. So literally the whole Eastern seaboard. No, I'm not great at the old American geography now, or Puerto Rican, Dominican Republic. I think they're down, of course, aren't they? Don't fucking ask me. I think they are pretty much, yeah, they're very far south. The Bahamas are even further south again. So I mean, just literally the whole, do you think of a map of, of America, Canada and like Mexico, yeah? That the ocean off that was literally all
0: America, Canada, Mexico. Well, yeah. I'm coming down the eastern seaboard, so I'm going down in Florida, yeah,
1: the, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, Florida, and then that bay, you know, that's
0: the Gulf of Mexico, yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah,
1: the Gulf of Mexico. So, I mean, literally, that whole section of ocean was completely been torn up by the thing, okay. You know? Yeah, a huge, absolutely huge uh, thing. Anyway, right, so there is some some tragedies, obviously, as we said with the Andrea Gale, but there's also some stories of, of heroism. 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 Heroism, heroism, right? The Coast Guard cutter Tower tower, right, which was a World War Two era tow ship. Yeah. Completely ill-equipped to, to deal with this thing, really, you know, yeah. by modern standards. She was out and... One of the biggest rescues, well, th- there was two main rescues that she took part in that day. One was a sailboat right? an elderly gentleman and a couple of female companions had decided he was going to uh, sail, I think from Florida, they're always from Florida, down to Bermuda, and obviously got into trouble when this thing was kicking off. Well, he initially refused to abandon ship because, he, went, you know, it was his life savings so was probably in that boat, you know, yeah, but yeah. he was quite arrogant as well. You
0: know, well, if you don't know him less you say his well, life savings were I'm in that known boat. by what Sebastian
1: Younger yeah. has written in okay. the book and what's, you know, depicted in the movie. Um, yeah, like that was his life that boat probably was, you know. Eventually anyway, they did abandon ship, they did jump into the water and all three crew members were saved. The ship obviously was lost. So the, the, the US Coast Guard Tamaroa used its dirigibles then to pick them up out of the ocean and, and save them. Then a U.S. Coast Guard helicopter, a HH-60 chopper, which is like, what, our our Coast Guard use, you know, the...
0: Okay, I'm not familiar with her, but yeah, yeah. I kind of know the shape of them. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. so it's one of them. The yoke with the things on top.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 Yeah. (laughs) the weirdly swirly things on top, yeah. Yeah. No, it's the, uh, you know, the big...
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. It's
1: almost like a Black Hawk, actually. Yeah, so they have been out trying to airlift the crew off the sailing ship. They weren't able to get them down because of the winds, they weren't able to win and they ran out of fuel. They tried to refuel using the tanker, but in the high winds they couldn't even, you know, yeah. do that. So they eventually had to ditch in the ocean. Ninety miles off Montauk, New York, they ditched. Another chopper from Air Station, Cape Cod, tried to rescue the crew of that chopper using the winch and whatever. Yeah. And again high winds and everything else. Okay. We're unable to. But the Tamaroa did steam in. They recovered three of the crew of that helicopter. But one pararescue jumper, Rick Smith, was never found. Okay. So that's seven, I make it, victims at sea and 14 on land lost their lives over the course of that three days. Okay. $1.8 billion worth of damage done to coastal areas. Total fishing fleets were completely wiped out. Yeah, it was just absolutely catastrophic. As I said, I'm going to throw some videos and some photos up. There's a fantastic documentary. As well, I might try to link to that up. And of course, if you haven't seen the movie, Del, no or read the book, "Dell, uh, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I absolutely adore that movie. Uh, oh, yeah, and I, as I was saying, we went down to Gloucester and we done the whole... But now when you go to Gloucester, which I love, the Andrea Gale had a sister ship called the Hannah Bowden. The what? Right. The Hannah Bowden. The Hannah right. Bowden, which okay. It was captained by Linda Greenlaw, who was one of the only female sword-fishing captains in the American fleet, right? But if you watch, the, you see Deadliest Catch and all that, yeah? Yeah, time but, to time, yeah. Yeah, but the original one of those shows was just called Swords, right? That was the first one. And it's about the Gloucester Sword Boats, and Linda Greenlaw is very, very prominent okay. in that show. But anyway, yeah, so the Hannah Bowden was practically identical to the Andrea Gale. They were sister ships, owned by the same guy. So now when you go to Gloucester, they've actually fitted out the Hannah Bowden because she's been retired. Oh, as the Andrea Gale. and you can go on board and you know, if you see. All oh, right, okay, it's so it's really like a flop mu- museum. Exactly here. Yeah, yeah. to the Perfect Storm, which wasn't there when we went there in 2000, but it is now. I've seen videos and stuff online, so I'd love to go back. I'd really love to go back and see that. There is a Perfect Storm museum in Gloucester that we visited. It's right next to the Cross Nest, and actually something that was really funny is in the movie, and you've seen the first fifteen minutes, so you know what I'm talking about. The boat comes in and docks, yeah. And um, Bobby's girlfriend comes running out of the crow's nest, which is a big triangle shaped building at the end of the dock. She comes running out which she's right on the dock. We drove around Gloucester for about an hour and a half looking for that. That's not where the crow's nest is and it doesn't look even remotely like that. It's a little small one story building across the road from the docks. And the inside is exactly as you see in the movie. It's a horseshoe bar, yeah. there's a pool yeah. table, the lamps, everything is exactly the same inside. The yeah. outside's completely different. We actually stopped and asked someone, like, you know, where's the crow's nest? And he goes, Ah, you're looking for the big. We're like, Yeah, goes, yeah, that was a facade they built for the movie.
0: Jeez. So God. there you go. The movies like, do that. I know. And yeah. I can't think of one offhand that did it. <laughs> Michael Collins.
1: Yeah. The
0: GPL. But wow. it's really That's fucking, fucking irritating. irritating.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. see, I can understand them doing it for this because it's a. It is a pretty really good scene where she runs. Like, she runs out the door and she's straight on the pier, you know. Whereas, had they done it where it's located, she would have had to dodge her way through traffic, It's you know. Up, yeah, around, montage
0: so. time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it was just right. easier to do it that way. But yeah, if you ever get a chance to visit Gloucester, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I want to retire there. I okay. adore this place. Um, this
0: from the guy who doesn't like rain.
1: I don't like rain, but I love the city. Okay. I absolutely... My dream house right, is literally a cottage on top of a cliff with a massive bay window, triple glazed, and top of around central heating, where I can sit in my bay window and watch storms all night. That would just, I mean, I, I could stay there forever. Okay. Yeah. As long as I'm warm in my central heat and triple glazed house. Yeah. That's the storm, but watch it.
0: With the money for, to pay for all this shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Brilliant. Okay.
1: Interesting enough to make you watch the movie?
0: Maybe. Nope. Like, there. guys,
1: get on the Facebook, get on the comments. If you've seen The Perfect Storm, tell Dell how bloody good it is.
0: I'm sure it's great, but I don't my peer pressure. I'm making it my well, mission 14, to you watch man. that
1: movie. Come on, you have to watch it. I, I guarantee if you watch it, you'll come in and say, you were right, that was awesome. I guarantee you it. It yeah, does yeah. start off a bit melodramatic. And you'll never know. I absolutely adore that. You'll never
0: know. Righty-up. My latest movie, go-to movie, is Ghostbusters Afterlife. I
1: love it. I Phenomenal absolutely movie. love what it.
0: What I mean, movie. after that abomination that was the
1: 2016 remake.
0: After both those abominations. Which Ghostbusters 2 is shit. It was that. muck. I like it. Bill Murray didn't want to do it. I know, yeah. Fuck yeah, that.
1: Yeah. No. Do you know there's a video game? Which I actually got for one of the kids. I've never worked. but the story mode in that is officially the Ghostbusters 3 canon. It's official canon. The actors do the voices. It's written by Ivan Reitman. Okay,
0: now I've, I've never seen. And this, this new one, to, uh, Afterlife, is directed by his son. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love what they done with Harold Ramos in it. It was.
0: Yeah, it's very nice. It was really A well nice done. Touch. It yeah. was
1: really clever. Did you cop at the start, actually like it was on my second or third view and I actually coped it?
0: Don't give away shit now. I no, don't no, care if no, it was no, out no, in no. twenty twenty one, but don't give it, I it away. To
1: be, haven't seen it now, not gonna say. No. Okay, all that's is, Did you cop the bit with the what's the thing called that they have to the very famous piece of kit they have that yeah, when they detect yeah, the ghost? Yeah, yeah. Did you cop that at the start? Yes. Yeah, when it turns on. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. That okay. gets me every time, and, right. oh, it's awful. I didn't get it in the cinemas, when I watched the subsequently, I was like, oh, no, that, that's the moment. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, oh, man. That got me. But anyway, yes.
0: OK, which are storms. Let's yeah. do the windiest place on Earth.
1: Chicago. No.
0: Nope. <laughs> You know, and that will come up.
1: It's known as the Windy City, isn't
0: it? It is, yeah. And I have a, f- a fact about why it's the Windy City, so bear with me.
1: Oh, actually, I know where the Windiest Place on Earth is. There we go. It's the Carlisle Grounds in Bray.
0: Okay. I've
1: it's been... Not. No, I swear it's to It's not.
0: Paul's arguing a lot about <laughs> earn this, where is this, Windiest Place.
1: Windiest place I've ever fucking been,
0: right? Okay. <laughs> no, right. let me
1: tell you about this, right? Uh, the Carlisle Grounds is what they use for Crow Park in the Mike Collins movie, which you've just mentioned a minute ago. It's where Bray Wanderers play. Okay. Well, it's right on the coast in Bre and it's open at that end, right? So it's always, like, it's got two stands and a bit yeah. of terrace. The end where the sea is completely open, there's nothing at that end of the ground. You go out there on a day like last Monday, where it's absolutely boiling, yeah, and I guarantee you, you'll be sitting there shivering. That.
0: It sounds, the image I have in my head is, Gibraltar's home ground.
1: Yeah, it's kinda of similar. No, it's
0: it's, open it's towards even smaller, like that. a ground. That'd be a nice view. Well come here, I've there. been
1: out to that ground four times, right? I have been pissed on and freezing cold four times and I've yet to see a goal scored.
0: Well, that's just I'm never, going back, I'm never yeah. going back there. I'm never going back there. Anyway, <laughs> windiest place maybe? on earth is not oh. fucking in oh. Ireland. Right, go <laughs> on. the windiest place on earth depends on how someone quantifies wind speed. So as we said for the hottest place on earth when in, in the first part. Yeah. They take it at ground level, they take air temperature and yes. they take it at altitude. Yeah. And that's not altitude. And then the mean of feet. those three is your time. I'm not sure what way it works, but they don't just hold a thermometer out and go, right, this is the hottest part. So yeah. this is the hottest place. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there is a range of yeah. temperatures take So it's the same for wind speed. Rarely does somewhere with a significant average record, record, record-breaking gusts,
1: that Yes, that makes sense. Now you know, was, I l- yeah. use
0: record a lot in there, and I, mm. I, I was trying to put the emphasis on a different syllable. Yeah, right? <laughs> the <Just laughs> emphasis it, on yeah. different syllable? Yeah, the yeah. What is this language you were speaking? Okay. <laughs> so wind speed is determined and is rarely record-breaking in places that have high, to middle to high yeah. average wind speeds. Yeah,
1: no, I, I get what you're saying, and I probably should have actually said it when I was talking about the perfect storm just now. Those wind speeds that I mentioned, 78 kilometres an hour, 80 kilometres an hour, yeah. 80 miles an hour, rather, they were sustained, right? Now, there was gusts of up to 180 kilometres an hour. Yeah, that that's what I That was sustained wind speed yeah. of... You know 80 90 miles an hour is incredible and it was sustained over two days during that yeah up, which is so
0: yeah so and that that will Sorry, that will qualify some of the stuff that i'm going to get to that yeah. you're going to go that's not very fucking windy but i'll explain yeah. it yeah wind speed is recorded at both ground level as i said and at altitude and what those altitudes are depends on the place you are yeah
1: well,
0: uh, yeah i suppose so, all that being said, the windiest city on earth, you said, is...
1: Chicago. No, Chicago. Just, not, yeah, no, no. I know. I was but being flippant. It's, it's not as the windy city, obviously. I
0: know. The windiest city on earth is Wellington in New Zealand.
1: We're okay. surprise at that.
0: This, this title is... You won't be when I get into why it's the windiest city on earth. This title is bestowed on Wellington where annual average wind speeds range from 5.5 miles an hour up to 16 miles an hour.
1: Doesn't seem like a lot.
0: Doesn't seem like a lot, but that's bearing in mind it's the average annual. Yeah. So over 365 days, yeah. obviously. But that takes into account the days where it's still.
1: Yes, yeah, dead still. Knowledge. There's
0: not yeah. a breath of air to be had. Yeah. so that counts them as well yeah.
1: for their average wind yeah, speed yeah, yeah, no, which course,
0: yeah. it's turns it is quite a significant wind speed
1: hmm.
0: it doesn't seem it like, doesn't it, like it doesn't sound like it but yeah yeah no, because they do yeah, it gets yeah. worse mount cow <laughs> which is in wellington and i, I apologize oh, okay. if i haven't pronounced that correctly averages 27.3 Miles an hour, yeah, which again you're going 27.3 miles an hour. Driving down uh, a road in a car, you roll down the window and it's going 28 miles an hour and you stick your head out, it's not going to be really, really strong. But that's the 100. average annual yeah. wind speed, yeah. bearing in mind that there are days where wind there's no wind. No wind yeah. Okay? Yeah. The strongest gust ever recorded on the mountain was 125 yeah. miles an hour. Now are talking. Yeah. Wind speeds in this region are called the Roaring Forties. Oh, right, I've heard of that. Because the city is located between 40 and 50 degrees, degrees. below the equator.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. heard of that, actually, yes.
0: It's the perfect place for gale force currents to rip across the Pacific before they get compressed by the relatively narrow Cook Strait, and then they smash into the land. Yeah. So they're tearing across the Pacific which is featureless, yeah, geographically speaking. I was just going to say. So like, it's featureless. And these things are just gathering at pace yeah. and belting In across the West, here, like, And the then Pacific. when it hits the Cook Strait, it just gets funneled in yeah. and intensified, Yeah, which I think is incredible.
1: And bearing in mind, that's in the Southern Hemisphere. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, Pacific hurricanes are not really... Th- they are they're ting, but they're nowhere near as devastating as Atlantic hurricanes. And that is to do with the west to east track that we were yeah. talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. You flip that on its head for the southern hemisphere and you've got, like the, you know, southern Pacific hurricanes are far more severe than southern Atlantic hurricanes. Yeah. It's just like. It uh-huh. And further evidence that the earth is not flat.
0: Well, yeah, there's a whole different <laughs> argument for a whole different podcast. So I'm not no, we're never, we're never even going to No, do there's that not podcast. going to be an argument between us. No, I'm saying we're not even
1: going to do that podcast. Yeah. I wouldn't... Uh, Fuck that shit. I wouldn't... Dignify
0: it with a podcast. The fastest katabatic wind is in Antarctica. Okay. Katabatic is K-A-T-A-B-A-T-I-C.
1: What the fuck does that mean?
0: Katabatic wind is a wind that travels downslope. So do you remember we were talking, when we were talking about the coldest place? Yeah. And you were saying, now is Antarctica the biggest landmass? Or is it land and ice? Uh, Well, the landmass is pretty much in the center yeah. of all that ice, right? So yeah. everything going to the coast is downslope. The wind going down those slopes is it's a katabatic wind. Okay. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I learned what a katabatic wind was, which cool. is fantastic. I just
1: learned what it is too, so that's awesome. Which
0: is something else I'll come back to in a different podcast because it was due to a katabatic wind that several hitchhikers died. And it was a real mystery. Around oh, it,
1: but it's going to be you solved. were. yeah. a long, long
0: time ago, talked yeah, about it. So we may come back to it at some day. That's definitely yeah. what we
1: have to do. Yeah,
0: at Cape Denison in the Commonwealth Bay in 1912, this is in Antarctica.
1: Right.
0: The Guinness record for the fastest catabolic wind was recorded at 168 miles an hour. So again, it's like there, there's. Obviously, the mountainous region in the middle of Antarctica, where all the ice is mm. kind of built up and, and, and it flows downhill to the coast. So it's relatively featureless. Yeah. And 168 miles an hour. That's mental fast. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. When you consider, like, I mean, as I was saying, the perfect storm, you're looking at 78, 74 miles an hour sustained. Like, okay, gusts of 180, but. That's
0: sustained wind. What did say was exactly. 168? Yeah. Jeez. That's nuts. That's yeah, it nuts. is. The region's average daily wind speed is 44 miles an hour, mm-hmm. which is still fast. I mean, yeah, if you don't funny. think it's fast, get someone to take it out in the car, go 44 miles an mm-hmm. hour and stick roll the your your window like down, stick it out of the window. It's not very comfortable.
1: No, I would imagine it's not. We we had a big storm there. I think when was it? Dad? Two, three years ago? Was it Jordan COVID or just before?
0: Yeah? I don't, I don't. We had I th- don't remember anything. Jordan COVID. Do I
1: remember? We had, COVID we had is just i yeah, no, lower. Pretty sure it was just before COVID. We had the hurricane. Remember? First hurricane to Ireland in a long time.
0: That was uh, not the one that Theresa Mayon. We yeah. About that in the first yeah. one. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't
1: make unnecessary journeys. Yeah. Yes, but um, I actually remember that there was like red warnings. We were told to stay in our homes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Blah. Kids out Risk of
0: room. harm and all Kids that. Kids
1: have my
0: role yeah. I remember when I was a kid, there was a storm, and I don't remember the name of it. I don't remember when it happened. But I was looking at my bedroom window, and a limb fell off the chestnut tree mm. just over the back of the, the back garden wall and I just watched it crack and just fall. That,
1: that was probably Hurricane Charlie. I
0: um, don't know. I don't we really caught know.
1: the tail end of Hurricane Charlie back in the 90s.
0: No, it wasn't was the, the 90s. I wasn't a kid um, in
1: the 90s. I'm not, no, not <laughs> the <laughs> 80s, sorry, the 80s. I'm yeah. a kid now. 85, 86 it
0: yeah. was, well, sorry, yeah. Okay, Cave Denison, 168 miles an hour. Average wind speed, daily wind speed of 44 miles an hour means that the wind is gale force on a daily basis. <laughs> Because gale force is defined as anything that exceeds 39 miles an hour.
1: Deadly. I've got a similar fact to that, right? that kind of unique location. Um, it's not wind speed though, it's lightning, right? The Calatumbo lightning, have ever heard of it? No. It only affects one region of Lake Maracaibo in Venezuela. They get thunderstorms on average, 160 nights a year. And these are no ordinary thunderstorms right or thunderstorms rather they have up to 28 lightning strikes per minute that's 250 strikes per kilometer squared or 1.6 million lightning strikes a year and that's in a in a tiny little area over a lake in venezuela so and i will have videos of that up on the facebook later
0: okay you should take all the notes so you don't miss any videos to put up Uh, have them all in a folder ready to go, Good. Okay, as I was saying, Lake, Lake Denison, wasn't that it? Cape, yeah. Cape Denison.
1: Cape Denison, sorry, yeah.
0: Because all the lakes in Antarctica are on the rice. Cape Oops. Denison is... Gare force wins every day. Daily Gare force mm. wins because it's... Gare force is... Pajama yeah, scenario. and
1: it's because, yeah. that, you know, there's no features in it. You know, That's what I'm saying. It's flat, yeah. isn't it? It's just flat.
0: Yeah. And there's as well, if you
1: think about it, the Earth's rotation, if you... You know, you spit a basketball on your finger. The bit that's on your finger, you know, is spinning faster than the equator.
0: Oh, that's the way the planet works. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah.
1: naturally you're getting high wind speeds at the poles yeah. and because there's nothing there to block it or shelter. It so as you said,
0: stuff. and as we mentioned, the topography of Antarctica slopes down towards the coastline, yeah. creating strong winds downslope that can cause blizzards for weeks on end. Yeah that's
1: insane yeah
0: I, I don't want to go there I know you no. said you wanted to go there I don't, I don't I, don't. I want to go there but I want to
1: leave like mm-hmm. I don't want to stay there I'll go there if I can have
0: you know triple glass windows and okay the windiest US city it's not even
1: it's not even Chicago is it? the it's best-
0: definitely not Chicago Chicago is known as the Windy City
1: yeah cause they all fart really- a lot.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna go because I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> the Windy U.S. City is Dodge City in Kansas.
1: Dodge City, Jesus. A
0: constant misnomer is that Chicago
1: yeah.
0: is known as the Windy City because of its wind speed.
1: It's not that. So it? it
0: is the Windy it City. Is. It's thought that Chicago was known as the Windy City because of yeah, with the D. The, no, the, the filibustering of, oh, right, of okay. their long-winded politicians.
1: Right, yeah. okay. So that's
0: why it's not... I actually
1: like that better. Yeah, that's, that's much better. That's so, awesome. Did you
0: ever fuck, see the episode? fuck you, politicians in Chicago. Do
1: you ever see the episode of The West Wing?
0: No, I don't Where, watch The West Wing. Oh,
1: damn, and no. that's oh,
0: man. No, take your pick. Greatest, it's got to be the greatest TV show I've ever met.
1: Ever I've seen met.
0: a couple of slips on YouTube, greatest but I just don't bother talk. watching this. I'm not, I'm not in there. But there's it, one episode where they safe. have
1: the filibuster that they're waiting on something to come through or whatever and they can't give up the the floor of the house, you know? Yeah. Until this thing goes through. So your man's just watching. He's just talking absolute nonsense for like eighteen hours straight on the That's floor. Because enough. if he stops talking any stage he loses the floor, he loses yeah, the yeah.
0: floor, and they lose the vote. And it's well, you, I'd hate crazy Does their like? parliament, no, does their no, no, doll no. work like that? No, 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 you've boss. got two in the
1: speaking time, that's it. Yeah, right? that's bullshit.
0: Yeah. anyway. Dodge City has an average wind speed of 15 miles an hour,
1: so just below Wellington, then, yeah, just
0: below. And I'd imagine it's more than 15 miles an hour, Either it's 15 points something, something, yeah, something, yeah, so probably or it's even point something even closer, yeah, something. yeah. But they're you know, they're yeah. rounded up. I'd of imagine course, yeah, yeah. we've got recording devices much more sensitive mm-hmm. than just averaging it up or averaging mm-hmm. it down. You're so just a wind thinking speed. there. I
1: was, I was about to say, like you, you, know, like you wouldn't think Dodge City would be famous for its wind when you think about, you know, all the old Western films and all. You know, Dodge yeah. City, yeah. like getting out of Dodge and the most violent city on earth at one stage, wasn't it? The tumbleweeds and all, like it was all, it was always windy when yeah. you think about those Western yeah. films. They were yeah. windy, like but yeah. Dodge
0: City. In Kansas. Yeah. Sits in Tornado Alley.
1: Oh right, okay. So you know, it's not just windy, it's, yeah. It is
0: it is in that tornado, yeah,
1: yeah. inverted
0: commas, alley, which I don't know why I put it in inverted commas and quotations, because it's a fucking tornado And alley. it's a podcast yeah. people can't
1: see your little air quotes. Yeah.
0: In December, but you can hear the inference in my voice. Yeah, of course. In December 21, Dodge City recorded gusts of 84 miles an hour. Okay, and I don't know if they were average over a year, but if they were, fuck me. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I, yeah, so, no, I wouldn't yeah. say they were. No,
0: as I said, sitting in Tornado Alley, Dodge City is right in the crosshairs for a Tornado Strike.
1: Yeah.
0: Tornado Alley has no borders, so, you know, it it goes wherever it wants, wherever the wind is blown
1: yeah.
0: is where it goes, but... The Tornado Alley is defined by where the wind generally goes. I mean, it doesn't blow off to the left or to the right. I know right, what you mean, yeah. it doesn't yeah, turn around a, and go back the other way. Yeah, it's you a I mean? of land. So, it's yeah, just... it's the average, the general direction that it has gone to. Mm-hmm. So, Tornado Alley starts in central Texas. Mm-hmm. It goes north through Oklahoma, central Kansas and Nebraska, and eastern, south dakota okay this is what i was talking about it has no borders right but yeah it yeah. sometimes changes
1: i'll go state to state like it's yeah
0: tornado valley sometimes dog legs east through iowa missouri illinois right. indiana to western ohio so again my geography of the us is not that great
1: kind of midwestern, talking yeah, 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 midwestern yeah yeah yeah
0: but it's not having borders means it doesn't always go in that direction. Yeah. And those are those cities are in the line. Yeah, of,
1: it, it's not like a wall. It changes when there, it feels yeah.
0: like it, when the weather feels like it. Yeah. As the wind blows. Yeah. But it's a raw raid. And I, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The Fujita scale. You know that, don't you? The Fujita scale.
1: Fujita oh, a rap. I don't
0: know. Uh, OK. It's are Vegeta. you talking food rap or are yes. you talking uh, music
1: no, rap? Fujita, you know,
0: fajita. fajita. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not. He does terrible accents and terrible pronunciations on a (laughs) whim. The Vegeta scale determines the scale of rotation of a tornado. F0 is less than 73 miles an hour. F1 is 73 to 112 miles an hour. F2 is 113 to 157 miles an hour. F3 is 158 to 206 miles an hour. F4 is 207 to 260 miles an hour, and F5 is 261 to 318 miles an hour. And that's your cow lift. That's the rotation yeah. speed. I'd that's say cowlifter lifter is well below F5. Probably, Yeah, you know.
1: Actually, yeah, yeah. like makes me want to go and watch that uh, that movie Twister. I haven't seen it in donkeys.
0: It's a disaster of a movie. Well, it, I know it's a disaster movie, It's a disaster. I
1: love Helen Hunt, though. Isn't she Helen is great. Hunt, is it Helen Hunt? It Helen no, Hunt? no, it's not Helen Hunt. It's Julianne Moore. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, I like her, too. I really
1: like her, as well.
0: I love Bill Paxton. Oh, that's Triple Paxton. It's a terrible movie.
1: Well, yeah. I have terrible memories of it. I definitely do. Like, you know, that's what happened have watched. Carrie Always is in that, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I might go and watch it, because I'm going to watch Perfect Storm again. Yeah, yes, you maybe.
0: watch it for me then. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, but I'm, like, yeah, I'm, like a, I'm in a disaster movie. Mind frame now. Okay. After doing
0: this. Okay. A tornado forms when a supercell, which is a large thunderstorm, yeah. with winds already in rotation, increases the speed of its rotation. About one in a thousand thunderstorms become a supercell, and one in six supercells create tornadoes. So they don't all do it, of okay? course, yeah, but yeah. they've got, like, I was about to say, they have such great systems and alarm warnings of tornadoes and there's weather channels and there's people out chasing tornadoes and looking yeah, at the clouds, yeah, and, yeah. but there are always tornadoes and thunderstorms and supercells that catch people unawares. Yeah, There's always devastation. Oh, of course. Yeah, there's always victims. Really quick, yeah.
1: and I mean, there's just...
0: Sometimes there's just no way to get out of the way of yeah. these things, you know. That's it, which is why um, there are tornado.
1: Are they a uniquely American thing. Tornadoes. Yeah, like I've never really. You hold
0: on of... to that, then hold on to that thought. Okay. okay. Moist okay. air blowing up from the Gulf of Mexico meets cool air coming down off the Rockies, and the rotation starts creating the potential for a tornado. Right. And that's kind of how it starts, and that's a very non-expert, meteorological non- meteorological Yeah. Yeah, but no, rubbed, yeah. Okay. Okay. It
1: has to do with kind of pressure and moisture as well, but it's yeah. yeah
0: now course. I don't have, I do remember in, it would have been 2004, early 2004 I was home from Australia and I was temping in IBM and I was working with a guy who was off from Brazil and he was living in little pace down the road Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: and there was a storm hit, whatever. And there was lots of rain. There were high winds and we went into work the next time. He had footage on his phone
1: of a mini tornado, of
0: a mini tornado that he be, yes, and destroyed it, yeah. his backyard.
1: No way. Like
0: Wooden posts that, yeah. from one side of the garden, the back garden, were slammed through the posts on post. the other oh, side Jesus. of the garden. Like it was just destroyed. Wow. So yes, it doesn't help. It does happen in June of this year. 2023, a tornado funnel was spotted over Dublin Airport.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: It looked benign yes. and didn't touch the ground, but yeah, it was but distinct it was and unmistakable. And if you looked closely enough, even though it was phone footage, you could see its rotation. Yeah. It obviously wasn't big enough. It was yeah. probably F zero. Yeah, less little, than yeah. seventy-three miles an hour. But it was. You could see its rotation. Mm. It was just cool. the weirdest, bizarrest thing in the world. We'd we'll like
1: to get the video of that and try it
0: out. It's up online somewhere. I yeah. googled it pretty easy, but yeah, yeah we I'll will find it. Throw it up, yeah, Do. definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have seen that video, actually. Yeah, no, what I was saying that they uniquely American, I meant those kind of devastating, massive, like what you see in Twister, you know, those huge. I don't, I
0: don't know, like, I don't
1: That's worth looking yeah, no, it is definitely one to have a look at because I don't think I've ever heard of them anywhere else, other than as you said tornado alley um, if it's a unique kind of set of of atmospheric conditions in that region that you know causes them to go to that size
0: well it's like i said the winds coming up from the gulf of mexico are yeah. perfect temperature I mean, down, the winds coming down sweeping down from down. the rockies Rokies, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's it's a perfect
1: and that's kind of pretty much how you're getting your hurricanes yeah in the south atlantic they're you know moving up as well, it's you know it's exactly the same. It's the cold air coming out from the Labrador Current and the hot air coming up from the Gulf of Mexico.
0: Yeah, it's the. the um, farm I was going to say it's a unique set of circumstances which create them, but. Mm it's becoming more and more regular and it's happening out of season. And again, yeah, we started yeah. the first podcast talking about climate change, yep. and we're ending this one talking about climate change. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like, the, the more, more it of, changes, the more yeah. it's gonna happen yeah. out of season.
1: I mean, all of these things we're talking about today, even the perfect storm, okay, I mean, that's a unique event in that three, four, five different things had to happen simultaneously for that storm to do what it did. It doesn't mean it's not gonna happen again. Or that, you know, an equally as powerful storm or two storms could collide and form again, and it'll be worse because of how the, you know, our climate's changing.
0: Yeah, well, you know, well, even- and now I'm being really sarcastic.
1: Mm.
0: Now we have self-proclaimed geniuses who want to go and nuke Hurricanes.
1: Oh God, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, there was, uh, the thing
0: as well, I mean, Jesus, I don't yep. know whether you've seen it.
1: Fucking satsuma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I mean, that's bad enough, but uh, when they have to issue warnings every summer in Florida not to shoot at the
0: Hurricanes. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. And what kind of bullet are you shooting? And if it works, I want to know and I'm going to buy some.
1: Fire it on a Hurricanes. <laughs> It's fucking ridiculous. Florida, it reminds
0: fine. me of uh, that bit in a uh, fucking independence day <laughs> where the news issues a warning asking los angeles not, not to fire the, at the spacecraft
1: yeah, yeah, for
0: yeah. fear of starting an <laughs> interstellar <Yeah. laughs> war <laughs> anyway tornadoes don't only happen in the u.s
1: Right, okay.
0: They happen more commonly in the US.
1: And are probably more devastating.
0: Yeah, because of exactly what we were saying about the winds coming up and the winds sweeping down and all that kind of stuff. But they do happen in other places. And now that I think about it over the last few months, there have been places in Europe have Mm. been absolutely battered by tornadoes.
1: Okay, let's have a look. I know Japan gets kind of typhoons, which is basically a tornado at sea. Is a typhoon. No. Yeah. Is it I yeah. thought a typhoon was sure? a
0: hurricane in the Eastern Hemisphere.
1: Okay, that's another
0: one to look up. I, I, I. Okay. So after some furious Googling, we've confirmed that a hurricane is a typhoon. It's yes. just in what hemisphere it happens. Yes. Eastern hemisphere, it's a typhoon. Yeah. Western hemisphere, it's a hurricane.
1: Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Now
0: you're out. Okay. And a tornado of a water
1: is a water spell, it's a water
0: and spell. not a, um, a typhoon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, but they're all uh, stars.
1: And we've also learned that hurricanes in the northern hemisphere spin in a counterclockwise direction, while hurricanes in the southern hemisphere, known as cyclones, spin in a clockwise direction. And that's the Coriolis
0: effect. That's the Coriolis effect. And that's why the water flows in your sink or in your toilet the way. Or if
1: you're in, in Australia, your toilet flushes yeah. in the opposite yeah. direction mm-hmm. as it does in the northern hemisphere.
0: <laughs> Yes, I remember the Simpsons went to uh, Australia, Australia. Yeah. Because and that, and the there's
1: apart, an episode I can remember.
0: That, that was great. And yeah. their toilet, when they flushed it and it flushed yeah, and the Homer correct way for, for Australia, the yeah. Coriolis effect. a machine jumped into action and started forcing the water to go the other way. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, and Homer started singing something like fucking Land of Hope and Glory or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, that's yes, fantastic. It,
1: yeah.
0: Love that guy. He's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there we are. Weather extremes.
1: May the weather go with you.
0: May the weather go with you.
1: Or no matter where you go, may I always take the weather with you?
0: Okay. Um, I'm sitting now on a podcast with a fucking crowded house. <laughs> I love crowded house. Yeah, so do I the bridge. One of
1: my absolute yeah. favourite bands. Yeah, uh, yeah, so that was that was interesting. Go home, watch The Perfect Storm, then.
0: Nope.